Ben Simmons has been shut down for the season and the future for what many thought would be the Nets' third star in the Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving era now looks very much in doubt. What to make of the contract? What to make of his future with the team? Will we see him play again as a Brooklyn Net? There's a lot to break down here right after. the You are Locked On Nets, your daily Brooklyn Nets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome back to the Locked On Nets podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team, the Brooklyn Nets, every single day. I am Doug Nori, owner and operator at DFSR.com, dailyfantasysportsrankings.com. If you want to type in and out all of those letters into the URL, Fantasy Projections, DraftKings, our friends over at FanDuel, it's all covered for you at DFSR. Go grab a free trial. It's free for seven days. You're not going to just go grab it for free. You'll stick with it. That's kind of why we've been one of the longest in the DFS industry, DFSR.com. Go check it out. Sitting here flying solo. No Adam Armbrecht today after a long weekend of hoops. The Miami game on Saturday. The little bit of a, a lot of bit of a letdown game against the Magic on Sunday. Uh, later game later on in the week. But we got plenty to talk about because something that never really made it all the way for us in terms of the podcast, just because of the way the schedule shakes out and the way that the timing works out with all this stuff is, and frankly, it's just kind of amazing that it's taken this long to even talk about is that the news that comes out over the weekend, uh, you know, specifically on March 25th. So on Saturday that Ben Simmons was going to be shut down probably for the season due to the nerve impingement in his back and just the complications that have come from this. Was this a surprise at all for anyone that's been following this? Of course not. And we've been dealing with status updates around Simmons for quite some time now from Jock Vaughn. Not really tons in the way of information, but you could kind of, it doesn't take much. If you, you know, have any just background and listening to coaches' comments and interpreting them even a little bit, you could definitely just see this coming. It did not sound like a Ben Simmons return was imminent. It did not sound anything like he's getting close. It was kind of the updates from Vaughn were mostly like, you know, I don't know. And that's just kind of what it is. I'm summing it up. Those weren't his exact words, but that's kind of where things have been heading here for a while with Simmons and having already to some degree played out this string last season with not an exact kind of thing, but a similar sort of tenor, in a similar sort of situation when it came when he first came over from Philadelphia in the trade that sent J- James Harden uh, over to the Sixers and Simmons never actually ended up taking the court right because if you can remember there was lots of you know will he won't he as they finish out the regular season Steve Nash is having to sit out there on a publicity island or a media island essentially answering questions that he either knew the answer to and couldn't answer or, you know, just wasn't ever given enough information to actually be able to figure out what in, on earth was actually happening with Simmons last year. And then, I mean, wash, rinse, repeat. We, we get a lot of that same sort of stuff and same sort of vibes this year. It's been now as of, as of this podcast, the last time Ben Simmons played a basketball game was Wednesday, February 15th, the win against Miami. He played 20 minutes. He took two shots. He had five fouls. 2.4 rebounds, four assists. That was the last time 
that presumably he will have suited up for the Nets for this season. And like I said, it's not a def- I don't believe it's a definitive, definitive note, but it's basically definitive. He is not going to come back. And there's a lot to break down here. I mean, this is this is uh, simultaneously it's a massive story for the Nets, and it's sort of also just amazing that we're at a point with the Ben Simmons. I don't even know what word you want to describe it as. We'll call it saga. Um, I'm, I'll stop short of calling it a fiasco. You know, we have an injury that's at play here. But when it comes to Simmons, it's simultaneously a massive story and kind of amazing that it's kind of just come and gone and not a story anymore. So we're just like this weird point where, for, you know, for a while it was Ben Simmons, you know, maybe future superstar. Ben Simmons could be, you know, the, just the kind of player that could change the fortune for the Nets team that's going to presumably this old version of him or peak version of him was going to mix really well with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. It was kind of like the perfect complement to those two guys stylistically if he was able to get back to that old version of himself. And we for sure saw, I think, a window into that at times this season. But here we are, March 27th, and we're having this conversation where he once again has been shut down for the season, still on a massive contract that we'll get to here in a second. And it's kind of just like a non-story. Um, it just kind of came and went. Because one, I think everyone just assumed this was going to be the case. Like everyone just kind of knew that the, this was how the Ben the Ben Simmons story for this season was going to end up playing out. And also, we now have just multiple years of, you know, when you get enough examples from a player that this is sort of what the maybe the new reality around the guy is or what this is what the new normal is around the player, then these things don't become surprising. And the other part of it is having to do with expectations. And that's probably where the most I don't know if it's alarming, but the most um just like crystal clear aspect of this comes from is that the expectation level from Nets fans, from the NBA at large, and and really just kind of anybody that follows hoops at this point, the expectation level for Simmons has dropped down to nothing. And that's when things become non-stories. Things become non-stories in a greater sort of media sphere or even within the team and how we talk about and report from about a player. Things become non-stories when the expectation levels drop to basically zero. And I think that's basically what we're seeing here with Simmons as the expectation levels from anyone involved, whether you're a fan, probably with you're on the team. Um, definitely. If you're just following the NBA sort of, uh, you know, sort of umbrella as a whole, I, I think Ben Simmons has become basically an afterthought. It's something or a player that no one really kind of thinks of anymore. And that's what happens when you get multiple seasons of, you know, being injured. Hey, look, injuries happen. I get it. Um, coming back and, playing more minutes that don't really resemble the old version of yourself. And that can start to try to chip away at whatever expectations anybody has. Um, and then to get sort of ongoing sort of non needle mover status updates for time after time after time. And eventually it's one of those things that you sort of become callous to that you, as if you're, as you're covering the team or watching the team or following the team, you end up just saying to yourself, yeah, it's just not going to happen. And when that happens, the expectation levels just continue to drop. And now we've dropped to the point of like, I don't even know where they are with the Nets right now, where they are with the front office, where they are with the coaching staff, where they are with the fandom. I mean, this Ben Simmons story is frankly, in a lot of ways, almost unprecedented. And it's unprecedented just from the 
sort of just steep cliff of a drop off that he came with talent. And it's also sort of almost unprecedented of what's going to happen here with his contract going forward, because this is, though it might be a non-story for the Nets as a whole, or and as the NBA as a whole, this is something that's going to be very much a story of what is part of the Nets future going forward here. Uh, I'm going to talk about what that means here in a second. First, going to tell you about our friends over at FanDuel. You know our friends at FanDuel, America's number one sports book. You got to get signed up with FanDuel right now. If you're a new customer, even better, because you're going to get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, all you got to do is go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up today to claim your no sweat first bet. You can wager anything over there. You get the money line, the point spreads. That's the easy stuff. Go over there for the player props. I mean, more player props than you can handle as we roll through the rest of the NBA season into the playoffs. Obviously, MLB right around the corner here, too. Excuse me, MLB. Excuse me, uh, FanDuel's got you covered really for any sport that you could ever imagine in so many ways to dissect this stuff down. Don't miss your shot at a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. All right, before we get to the contract, let's just take a bird's eye view of this season from Ben Simmons. Um, so a couple, there's a couple funny things about this or just maybe moderately surprising things uh, when you look at it. Simmons is going to finish the season, presumably having played 33 minutes. Uh, he's going to pr- play 1,105, excuse me, 33 games, 1,105 minutes. Ended up taking 235 field goal attempts, as we know. That per uh, minute field goal attempt is among the lowest in the league for guys who played this many minutes and definitely among the league least in terms of guys who actually you know had time on the ball as well. I mean, this isn't we're not talking stand in a corner Tony Snell type, right? I mean, that's a little bit a little bit dated, but um, these guys that are just kind of running cardio the Simmons wasn't that when he was on the Nets. I mean, they did put the ball in his hands. And they did at least have him begin to initiate action. So he only ends up taking 235 total shots, 291 total points, obviously, in 1,100 minutes. Uh, that's pretty much as low as you can get or it's starting to get down there, uh, especially when it, you know you think about him in terms of what he could be. Well, a funny number is that actually as of this as of this podcast, and this is going to change probably by the next game as my guess if he plays, that Simmons unbelievably still – uh, leads the team in assists this season. <laughs> he has 256 assists. Uh, Royce O'Neal has 255. Obviously, if Royce comes back next game, he sat out last game. If he comes back next game, he will uh, he will overtake uh, he'll overtake Simmons. Dinwiddie, um, just for just as a sort of like housekeeping note here, Dinwiddie's already up to 165 assists as a net. He's not that's you know 90 away from Dinwiddie. With the games that they have remaining, it's be unlikely for him to catch him. Although it's kind of amazing that we could get to the end of the season here uh, with the Nets and to have the possibility of seven games left, um, uh, have the possibility of Spencer Dinwiddie actually being able to lead the team in assists. I, there's so many crazy storylines with this team this season. I, it's just totally bonkers in how some of this has gone. Again, a lot of these have, like crazy underreported how nuts it is i think it's because everyone just became so used to the fact that the nets have been sort of just a media mess for years now that even when totally nuts sort of quasi historic things happen with the team um or infamous or whatever you want to use that everyone just kind of shrugs their shoulders and say yeah like what else is new this is what this team has been like because like we could do the whole thing here with Kyrie and KD obviously we're talking about Simmons if Spencer Dinwiddie who was traded at the trade deadline onto the team ends up 
leading the team in assists. He's not going to because he doesn't have enough, but he's probably going to be close. <laughs> and the fact that he'll even be close to leading the team in dimes when the season is over kind of in some ways tells you all you need to know about the season. The fact that Simmons still leads the team in assists right now with seven games to go, even though he only played in 33, tells you a lot about what you need to know about the team this season. So it's just funny that Simmons ends up still sitting among at the top with this group. It's just a totally bonkers, just it's just totally bonkers idea that this is where we ended up kind of coming on the other side of the ledger. Simmons on a just statistical level, just there was no improvement. There was massive regression um, for basically every single number and field goal percentage stuck around the same. He obviously doesn't take threes uh, for a guy who was already a poor free throw shooter. This year was even worse. He shot 44% from the field, his per minute numbers, were basically lower than any other stop of his career, specifically the points. He was able to keep it up sort of on the defensive end, which I think at least shows a sign of life here. If you're really trying to stay positive in terms of what Simmons can be in the future is that defensively, I think there was plenty of times, many times where that side of the ball actually didn't look like it had taken a massive drop off. Um, and I, I, and I wouldn't call him having played elite defense, but I thought he was still a very good defender when that he was playing at his peak this season or when his best minutes this season, even though he was over aggressive with the fouling for sure. Um, I think still he did show on a physical speed and just sort of read and react level that the defense, I, I think for that, for him is still there. Obviously when you get paid, what he gets paid, there has to be more than that. And, but if we're hoping that there's like ever a return to form, like I said, I do think that the, at, at many times this season, he showed some of that defensive prowess of old for Simmons. And that, that is overall an encouraging sign. But if you take a, just a top-down look at the overall numbers, they're bad. There's no other way. There's really almost no way to spin this. I, like there's, there's probably a few things you could tease out that tell you if you are really, really, really trying to dig deep on the Ben Simmons piece to tell yourself a story about that there's hope going into the future. Um, the on-off numbers when he played with KD and Kyrie, like that that trio was good, okay? Ben Simmons, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving was 441 minutes on the season, offensive rating 122.6, defensive rating 112.5. Remember, there was a time during this season where this team was you know, looking very much like title favorites or at least strongly in contention. That was because that group, was playing okay right like and we can't just you know totally turn turn away from that now other combinations like this like Kyrie and Ben together 270 minutes that team was in the negative Kyrie and Katie with no excuse me Simmons and Katie with no Kyrie that team that, that grouping was in the positive Simmons with no Durant and Irving was way in the negative you know if you're those times when we got Ben Simmons plus shooters which they did Jock Vaughn did try that at times that was you know, that was 233 minutes that Simmons played without KD and Kyrie. Again, it was massively negative during that time. It's going to be three-point shooting. You know you're going to be small. Maybe you're trying to run hot from three. I can sort of tell myself a story that there's a world where those lineups could still work. But again, really, any way you look at the numbers or massage the numbers, it's really very difficult to make a case for Simmons. Now, what you want to say to yourself is, well, okay, well, he was injured the whole time, and he's coming off a major back procedure, and – what studies have shown around this stuff is around and around this specific back uh, surgery with related to his disc is that guys do make full recoveries from this and a couple seasons down the line, they are fully recovered and they're back to normal. Okay. 
I'm willing to hear that. This is a story you basically have to tell yourself to be okay with the Simmons piece is that if, if this season sums itself up to nothing more than being injury recovery related, and that is why there were problems with him sort of on the basketball court or not looking like himself, specifically in the offensive end. Again, you have to tell yourself that story. It, it, if it's, I, I hope it's true in the sense that I hope we get a return to full health from him. And those were major, that was the major problem for him. Um, but it really, that's like the only thing you can really sit on. Now that's a major thing because he had got a major surgery. It's an invasive surgery. It's having to do with the back. We know the back can be very, very tricky. You know, the back is a catalyst for other things that happen in the body, things related to your back tend to, or things, you know, other injuries tend to like maybe show up in your back, other parts of your life end up showing up in your back. Um, and, problems with your back and radiate down to other problems with you know knees and ankles and everything else like your back's really really important having a problem with your back can be a major problem so if we're looking if we're taking the tack with Simmons that this is uh it's injury related and he's going to come back at full health hey look I'm here for it no one wants Ben Simmons to be good more than we do like it's critical for the Nets for him to be good they need him to be good like they have to for this to work out have any semblance of a chance long term he has to be good or at least good enough to trade. And if that's if it's going to be the injury piece and he makes a full recovery, look, we're here for that. I want the guy to recover. I want him to come back with a full bill of health. I'm just saying now we're multiple years. We're now multiple years past him being good. And there's been more than just injury in here. And that is part of the story with Ben Simmons. It's just it's, there is an injury piece of this for sure. There's a long piece of this that was not injury related either. And <clears throat> whenever that's the case, you have to basically factor in all elements when it comes to that. And for him, it does get very difficult to tell a positive picture about what the future holds. Again, want to be proven wrong. But until we actually see a proven wrong, it's going to be tough. In a second, we'll just break down where the Nets sit and Simmons sits with this contract and what the future could hold with him going forward. All right, the Ben Simmons contract, you know, you wait till 20 minutes in to get to this piece because this is probably one of the harder pieces to look at. Right now, this year, he made $35.448 million. Next season, he's due for $37.89. Let's round it up to $38 million. And then $24.25, he's due $40 million uh, and change. So it's like, you know, $40.338 million. Uh, he makes a lot of money. Uh, that's the no doubt about it. When you have a player that makes this much money on your roster and on your cap, that player for your team to be good or your team to even really be adequate, that player has to play and, and play well. It's very hard. We've said this many times. It's very hard to work the math problem out for a team and a fully built, fully realized roster. It's very difficult to work that math out if 40 million of one player isn't playing or isn't playing well. Like it's, it's just hard. It's just too difficult to be amazing at value every other place in the lineup. If you are just going to stick $40 million just into the trash can uh, when it comes to the salary cap, this is the other piece. And probably ultimately the most important piece for Simmons is this part is that for the nets to be able to be just good. Like it's think about when a 40, when a superstar, cause these are like superstar level salaries. When a superstar is hurt for your team, your team, it's hard for your team to be good. That's 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 not a hot take. That's just how basketball and kind of any sport, but specifically basketball works. If you have a superstar or a superstar contract that doesn't play or can't play or isn't very good, 
your team is going to really, really struggle. You have to make it up on the margins in so many different areas that you kind of have to be great at everything else and maybe be a little lucky. Maybe you drafted well, right? You got some young guys on the roster. You're able to develop a guy. I mean, so many needs to go. So many things need to go right for an NBA team. Anyway, if you just sink 40 million into, into the cap with a guy that's not giving you anything close to that, it's just going to be super tough. The nets are compounded by the fact that they really haven't drafted very much or at all in the recent years. So the young player depth is not totally there. It's reset a little bit with a guy like bridges, not exactly young, but they have bridges on such an amazing contract right now that that actually helps mitigate some of the problems with the Simmons contract. The, the bridges contract is looking like an absolute steal and that actually helps soften it just a little bit. We're going to see what's going to happen with Cam uh, Cameron Johnson going forward. I'm not sure. Dinwiddie's contract's not fully guaranteed for next year, right? Like uh, Royce O'Neal's not fully guaranteed for next year. And they don't have tons of money on the books after those guys. Obviously, you're still on the book for Harris at $20 million. That contract's looking rough. It's at least expiring for next year. They'll be out of the Curry game next year. Mills, they'll bring him back. Um, and then we get into some of the younger guys. So, I mean, there's not – there is money on the books. Oh, excuse me, and Dorian Finney-Smith at 14. I, I could go either way with that contract. It's been rough lately with the shooting and stuff. There's a world where that doesn't look so bad. So that one, I'm just going to TBD uh, with Dorian Finney Smith. So in general, I would say the nets have are like neutral in terms of value value uh, contracts if in the aggregate, but if you, in the overall money, it's much worse. Like at 38 million to Simmons and 20 million to Harris, like that already sinking 60 million into those two guys. Like that's a really, really, really tough rock to roll uphill because you you're just so deep into it with guys who just aren't are so much lesser versions of the player that they were when they signed the contract that it's just it gets very, very difficult to to be really, really good. And the Nets are in just such an issue here because the only there's really no way out. Ben Simmons has no trade value. Anyone that wants to say that. Oh, well, trade Ben for what? You're not trading Ben Simmons. You're not trading $40 million worth of Ben Simmons to anybody. Like, it's not happening. It's not happening. If it happens, like, I'll do something crazy on the podcast. Like, I, I just, it's not going to happen. We've seen too many times these negative value asset contracts that are essentially underwater, like your house is underwater with a mortgage. Like, these contracts are completely underwater. These situ these guys don't get traded. We've seen this happen so many times. Kevin Love sat on the Cavs forever until they finally bought him out at the very, very end, right? Like these contracts, you if if a team signs you to too much and you don't even come close to realizing, especially the very, very top end of these contracts, because you can't match the money. There's nowhere to trade Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is not getting traded. The no team is going to pile enough cash back. The Nets would have to send out more assets to just be off the money, and they'd have to probably take back bad money just to make the contracts work. They had to send out assets just to get off of it. It's not happening. He's not being traded. That's my stance on it. Happy to be wrong. If, if, if it happens, guys get traded all the time. I know Westbrook got traded a million times. Like it can happen, but it's, it's pretty rare. And at least those guys played like with Westbrook, at least he was playing. Like you could tell yourself some story about him, even if the skills had you know deteriorated or the fit wasn't completely right for the modern NBA, like at least he played, right? Like Simmons is not playing. Like how do you trade a guy who's the most expensive and doesn't play? It's impossible. You can't, it's just impossible. We really shouldn't even uh, entertain it as a possibility, but I've seen more enough people say it 
over the short term that I guess it at least has to be mentioned, Ben Simmons is not getting traded. So therefore, what you're left with is walking into a situation where you need Ben Simmons to play. And really, and in the end, with this contract and where he is now uh, overall on his trajectory, the only way out for this, there's one way out for the Nets, and that's it. It's actually not even a way out. There's only one way forward for the Nets that isn't an unmitigated disaster. Up until this point, basically unmitigated disaster. Injuries can make things disasters. Okay. That's just, that can happen. You can have guys that get injured. Um, I I will say there was probably a little buyer beware here, but hey, that's kind of what happens. I was for, at the end of the Harden situation, I was for the Ben Simmons trade. I wanted to be able to see it. So I'm not even retroactively saying the Nets shouldn't have done it. I'm just saying that now there was probably buyer beware at the time and it has not worked out at all. And now you're in a situation where the only way forward is for him to come back with full health next year and hope you see some semblance of the old Ben Simmons. It's really the only way that this moves forward. It's the only way to go from right now where it is, which is an F to like a C or a C plus is if he can just come back and be 60% of what he was 65% of what he was. Uh, and I, I, is that asking for a lot? I don't know. Is it asking too little? Maybe I, I don't, it's so hard to evaluate the situation with Simmons now because it's such a weird one. And there's a lot of just different moving parts when it comes to trying to evaluate the whys and the ifs around whether or not he's going to play, if he can play, if he can ever return to form, we've seen some evidence of it. The evidence is not nearly enough to make you feel confident and going forward, he represents a massive percentage of what the Nets future plans are when it comes to money. And that is basically where we sit with Ben Simmons. Now wish him the best of health, want him to get healthy, want to see a full return to Ben Simmons. Going to have to say, I'm going to need that as probably most fans would feel like going to need to see it till we start feeling really, really confident that it's going to happen. All right. We are going to get out of here. We'll be back again tomorrow, taking a look at these last few games that the Nets have in the season, what is going to come down the pike, what we really should be looking out for when it comes to what to follow over the uh, the course of the final seven games for the Nets, both for their team and obviously the rest of the league at large. This is always the part of the podcast. Well, no, so before we get to that, make sure you subscribe over to YouTube. We're kind of trying to get the 6,000 um, subscribers. Love to get there before the season ends. So be part of the group that hits like and subscribe over on YouTube. Follow Locked on Nets. Adam is the one that always comes up with the quotes for the great American poets. Adam's one of the great American poets. That's who we'll quote for today. We'll be back again tomorrow talking more Brooklyn Nets basketball.